Oh, back to How About That Crypto. You're watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. Today's news stories are 3.6 billion US dollars are recovered from a 2016 hack of Bitfinex. And the couple that was arrested was arrested for laundering the money. Let's hear more about that. And then crypto goes mainstream with a bunch of Super Bowl ads. If you didn't watch Super Bowl, and you missed all those ads, then uh, you'll be able to get updated on that. But also, if you did watch the Super Bowl, uh, I get to dive into that a little bit more. And if you stay until the end, I will update you on my thoughts about the market, prices, and risk. If you like or don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. Please like and subscribe. Please click the, the bell if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on podcasts, please uh, give me five stars and subscribe. It helps support me and it doesn't cost you anything. Just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can leave, you can use the links that I provide in the comments uh, in the section below to do your own research. All right. Let's jump in. Have you heard about the Justice Department seizing over 3.6 billion US dollars in Bitcoin? Well, according to the Wall Street Journal, the Justice and the title is called Justice Department says it seized, seized 3.6 billion dollars worth of Bitcoin stolen in 2016 hack. And this value of the Bitcoin is at the time it was seized last week marks the department's largest ever financial seizure. So I got a I'm going to show you, kind of pull up a little bit of something for you here. All right. You can see that this is a, a drawing, a sketch, and that's in the Wall Street Journal article. You can click the link below. And uh, this is the couple in court with their attorney. All right. So Ilya Lichtenstein, which is the 34-year-old and wife, uh, Heather Morgan, is 31. Okay, so Ilya Lichtenstein is the husband. Uh, Heather Morgan is the wife. Yes, and um, they're 34 and 31, respectively. They were both arrested without incident Tuesday morning in Manhattan, the department said. They have promoted themselves on social media as entrepreneurs with deep knowledge of tech and love of travel. They're arrested for allegedly conspiring to launder over 120,000 Bitcoin. And it was the same Bitcoin that was stolen from the Bitfinex 2016 hack. And there is a deputy, a deputy attorney general, Lisa Monaco, is quoted as saying, Today's arrests and the department's largest financial seizure ever show that cryptocurrency is not a safe haven for criminals. Boom. Take that, Janet Yellen. Just talk to the, the Deputy Attorney General, Lisa Monaco. In a futile effort to maintain digital anonymity, the defendants laundered stolen funds through a labyrinth of cryptocurrency transactions. Well, I guess the FBI and Department of Justice are getting pretty good at tracking this stuff, so we don't have to worry about that being a negative thing for the crypto industry. Uh, Bitfinex is a Hong Kong-based digital currency. It's actually, I looked up the... You know, I didn't make that didn't make any sense. That's what Wall Street Journal had reported. But I looked it up and it says it's headquartered in Taiwan, which makes sense because China has uh, banned all cryptocurrency and exchanges. So I don't really think they're based in Hong Kong anymore. Hong Kong is part of China. Uh, so anyway, the the um, the couple used the money to buy NFTs, Walmart gift cards, gold and other types of 
uh, services and and assets, you know, both real world and digital. And that was all in an effort to launder the money, also enrich themselves. And in the art, the article is quoted as saying, during a search of the couple's Manhattan home this month, federal agents found a bag of burner phones, $40,000 in cash, and a device with an electronic file that had fake identities used to open Bitcoin accounts. Assistant U.S. Attorney Maggie Linog said, sorry if I mispronounced that name, another file found in the search said, she said, had information on how to purchase passports on the dark web. So these people were you know, really working on laundering this Bitcoin, it looks like, and uh, with plans on maybe kind of jet setting around the world, who knows? You know, the fact that they were in the public eye while being these, while playing this role in this whole thing is kind of interesting to me. It goes, continues on, Ms. Morgan's profile on Forbes.com, so she's got a profile on Forbes.com, where her articles are posted under the site's women's, or sorry, Forbes Women banner. So she's a published writer for Forbes Women on Forbes.com, says she is an international economist and serial entrepreneur specializing in software development. When she's not reverse engineering black markets to think of better ways to combat fraud and cybercrime, she enjoys rapping and designing street streetwear fashion. Is That's what her Forbes.com bio reads. Her LinkedIn page links to a personal website in which she refers to herself as rapper Razzlecon with a fearless entrepreneurial spirit and hacker mindset. So these two people were definitely you know, really deep into what they were doing into the, into the crypto world and also into the social media world and really seem to be pretty good at really getting themselves around. So the real question that I have is who stole the crypto? It doesn't sound like these, these two stole the crypto. I guess we'll find out. Um, but I'm thinking it wasn't them and they haven't been charged with stealing this crypto. So who gets the crypto back? That's a good question also. And does Bitfinex get it back? Well, Bloomberg reports. Let me just see if I got uh, anything. Oh, that was from Bloomberg, actually. That picture was from Bloomberg, not from the Wall Street Journal. So Bloomberg reports that Bitfinex paid back the losses to their customers. And some people say they were made whole. Well, it sounds like everybody was made whole, according to Bloomberg. And also, according to Bloomberg, they they went around and interviewed some people and they were saying how they want to, they want their Bitcoin back. They're like, yeah, you made me whole back then, but I didn't get my Bitcoin when Bitcoin went up like crazy since then. So I want my Bitcoin back. Well, that sounds like a legal argument to me. There is a quote in here saying in Bloomberg's article, which I left a link below, um, says, I don't believe DOJ will, will turn $3.6 billion to an organization that can't identify who the Bitcoin belongs to. Well, maybe this is an opportunity for regulators to make a point about using exchanges that don't require KYC. So, you know, maybe it's a good idea. This is not financial advice or investing advice, but it sounds like I would surmise from this article that it's a good idea to only use exchanges where you are collecting their collect KYC. And if you didn't, if you missed it last week, I think it was last week, I talked about how a lot of these crypto exchanges are, they have insurance. So, and they're creating insurance funds. So if you think about it like, th like this, like 
while they might not be FDIC insured, it sounds like hacks can result in you getting your money back, especially if it's a hack of the exchange that was no fault of yours. And then, so what is this legal question, you know, that needs to be answered in a space where it has limited regulation? So that's something to be to, to consider. And, uh, and it also, it says that in this article that it could take, if the people, if this couple pleads guilty, it could take a year before this is over. And if they don't plead guilty, it could take longer. So all those people thinking that they get their money back, it might take a while. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, so the crypto bull, I mean, the Super Bowl, it's being dubbed the crypto bull. Some people watch the Super Bowl for the football. Some watch it for the halftime show, some watch it for the ads, and others watch it for a combination of all or some. This year, I did not really watch much football. I didn't really care about the football, to be honest with you. Um, if I would have gone to a, a Super Bowl party or something where we could make the squares and we could bet on the game and you know order pizza and nachos and stuff, then I would have been much more into it. I was just watching for the halftime show and the ads. I shut it off afterwards. So there um but i got to watch some of the ads and i thought it was really exciting so i wanted to include it for today's show well i would say that uh one the halftime show is the best halftime show ever hands down and this year did not upset on the ad side i was actually impressed with some of these ads it was quite a few of them well vox.com reports that while the super bowl is still one of the most watched television events of the year its viewership over the past decade has steadily be been declining just 96.4 million people tuned in last year compared to 114 million in 2015 fewer people between the ages of 18 and 49 which is a key advertising demographic are watching every year and the nfl also seems to be losing out on casual viewers well basically Super Bowl in the NFL don't have as many active viewers. You remember it became a controversial thing to uh, back in the day during Obama uh, Trump administration. There was, or I don't know, there was some sort of controversy that actually goes way back, actually, and and that got politicized. And I wonder if there's a connection between those things. However, I will say that you know this was the first year that it, that the Super Bowl halftime show was all hip hop and rap. It was the first time ever they've combined hip hop in, but there's always been some sort of other element, either pop or rock. So that's pretty cool to see. So seeing some more diversity and um, maybe that'll, maybe this will be a positive thing. Who knows? Anyway, moving on. All right. So regardless of what's happening with the NFL, there's still millions and millions of people that are watching and so having so many crypto commercials and it being dubbed the crypto bull, I think is a really good thing for adoption and to, for regulators to start to get to know these brands a little bit more. And FTX co-founder Sam Bankman-Fried, I've talked about him in the past. This is from Vox.com, who told the Washington Post that the company's Super Bowl ads are courting not only consumers but also regulators we want to make sure that we're painting hopefully a healthy image of ourselves in the industry we're optimistic that we're going to be able to grow our u.s business and a lot of that work 
is working with U.S. regulators on bringing new products to the market. And if you remember and didn't watch it, go back and watch Friday's episode where I talked about that that hearing that just happened with the Senate Agriculture Committee and uh, Sam Bankman-Fried was up there, which is the FTX co-founder and CEO, who was saying very similar things to the CFTC head about saying that we need regulation and clarity and guidelines. And, and he thinks that the CFTC should be the one in charge. We'll see how that plays out. Nonetheless, there's a lot of effort to get in good graces with the regulators so that we can have clean, healthy, and friendly regulations that both promote investor are prom- promote the industry to be safe for investors as well as allowing for innovation to continue to grow. Now, the primary goal of these ads was not conversion of people, but just exposure, kind of getting people, more and more people, you know, to the friendly to the idea of crypto becoming a part of their lives and mainstream. I mean, that's why you have crypto.com arena, which which is uh, which was former the the staple center which is where the Lakers play. You got a bunch of you got a bunch of advertisements with celebrities and more and more sports teams are are being sponsored by these crypto exchanges and um, and and also the funny thing is Binance launched a campaign having celebrities say don't listen to celebrities. So at the end of the day basically the point is that there's tons of advertisement going on and there's tons of effort to you know, bring crypto mainstream. So this is all very bullish in, for those, those crypto investments, in my opinion, not financial advice. All right, so let's talk about these ads. So Coinbase had an ad where it was a bouncy QR code. There's been a lot of mixed feelings, but guess what? If you scan the QR code, they were able to get so much information from you. So, and they could also see how effective their ad was. That's real data, not just like, you don't even know if other people are watching these ads, but Coinbase knows how many people checked out their ad. So it's kind of brilliant from a marketing um, reporting, or not marketing reporting, but tracking, marketing tracking, like from a data point perspective. But just to give you an idea, it was a little QR code that was bouncing around and said, and when you scanned it, you got either $15 in Bitcoin if you signed up, or if you already had Coinbase, you could enter to win $3 million. Our three people will win $1 million each. And guess what? It was a success. It broke the internet. The app got shut down for a few moments, uh, but I got my entry in. Did you? I don't know. So you should check it out. I think the clock is still ticking. You can still enter to win. Just Google Coinbase crypto ad, and I'm sure you'll find it. Well, we'll see just how effective this stuff is and the result, you know, we'll see the, when the results are in and with how much adoption, but really it's going to be interesting to see how many viewers there were for this Super Bowl. Okay, so we're kind of getting getting to the end here. Ads you missed. I'm going to share some stuff with you because it's been, it was pretty awesome and uh, I feel like you should share. So if you're listening on, on, um, on podcast, you can still listen. This is the Larry David ad for FTX. So I'll play this for you. I don't think so. This is a miss. Bro, so this is real. Oh, I got dead we're not animals. We got outside like humans. Hancock. 
No king. The people shall have the right to vote. Isn't the stupid ones? Can I be honest with you? It sticks. Nobody's going to the moon ever. Why not? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't tell me anything. Fuck off. Did he get it? Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. So uh, if so, if you were watching, uh, or sorry, if you're listening, just to kind of let you know if you didn't see the ad, Larry David saying that the wheel is a bad idea and forks are a bad idea. And uh, what else was it? Uh, you know, the ability to vote, even if you're stupid, is a bad idea, which was kind of funny. And uh, a bunch of other things. Light bulb was a bad idea. Like, and then at the end, he's like, okay, how about trading with crypto? And he's like, no, that's a bad idea. And I'm never wrong about this. So it sounds very familiar. If you've been uh, watching mainstream media, a lot of people coming out and saying that this is not going nowhere. It's a scam or it's a proof of concept. And so we'll see. Only time will tell. Um, but anyway, so here's another one I got. I'm going to share with you LeBron James. This is pretty good, I thought. All right, check this out. This is LeBron James talking to his younger self. All right, so you can watch movies through your phone. And y'all got electric cars? Yeah. The future is crunk. Anything else you want to know? Is the hype too much? Am I ready? I can't tell you everything. But if you want to make history, you got to call your own shots. We going to the league. We going to the league. We going to the league. Fortune favors the brave, as in invest in crypto, because and you'll be brave because obviously you need to be able to accept some some level of risk. You know? All right. So anyway, that's you got crypto ads. You got. You got the DOJ is able to get stuff back that was stolen. I mean, a lot of stuff. Crypto is here and it is under being adopted and is being figured out by regulators and the industry is figuring it out. And so it's still early. That's what they say, not a financial advice. So that leads me to my last point. You made it to the end. And um, I promise to give you my market update and what I'm thinking about crypto right now. Well. I'm still waiting on that executive order. It's supposed to come from Biden. Let's see what that's going to be. What's going to be in that? And um, I'm less concerned after some recent news about crypto exchanges and the SEC's recent announcement. I'll talk more about that tomorrow in our news episode and our news update. Um, ma more mass appeal and adoption. I've been seeing. You know, this crypto ads or the Super Bowl ads really help help kind of show just like how many different players there are in the industry, just how many different celebrities are being involved. And, you know, that's really good just to get it in front of people's faces. So I really think that that, that feels bullish to me. And then there's a lot more investments into the space. We'll talk more about some more about that this week. And there's a little more dialogue with regulators and that is very bullish. So, and that also, we'll talk about that this week. 
Now, what is the risk I see? Is the executive order is a risk? You know, Joe Biden has not been appointing crypto friendly people into important positions in the financial sector. So he has actually been appointing hostile people to the crypto industry. So I'm a little concerned about that. And uh, the Fed is raising rates. And I don't believe it's priced in. I know a lot of people are saying it's already priced in. I think that there's been a lot of people. There's been a lot of people that have said it's priced in you know, this rate raising, but I would say that maybe things just got a little nuts during COVID because people were sitting around spending their money and now things are back to where they, they should be. If that is the case, then there will be another dive. So I'm just, that's my concern. And then Russia invading the Ukraine or whatever this is going to cause, you know, markets don't respond to new up and coming industries or anything considered risky, which this is still, crypto is still considered risky. You know, it's such an early stage and a lot of speculation is still going on. So investing is really should be in the long term unless you have time to play, invest time and experience to invest in volatility, which I would say most people do not. And so Russia invading or just the, even the air of Russia invading is an issue. So what is my plan? My plan is to move more dollars into USDC, which is a stable coin to earn yield. And assuming that that's still an option, regulators are cracking down on these yield products. Uh, this this money that's sitting on the sidelines, it's all once I get it from the cash or from our current financial system into the crypto system, then that serves as dry powder. And dry powder, according to Investopedia.com, refers to cash or other things that are easily turned into cash. So let's just say cash. Dry powder refers to cash, which and their funds held as dry powder are kept in reserve to deploy in case of emergency. The term is often used in terms of venture capitalists, where dry powder allows them to invest in opportunities as they arise. So essentially, dry powder is just cash sitting on the sidelines waiting to use to purchase when things go down or when an opportunity arises. And in this case, it would be a market dip. So I'm going to buy dips at predetermined levels, harvest cash by selling when the bumps occur, and I'm going to wait for the Fed to raise the rates, wait for this executive order before making any other investments other than buying the dips of Bitcoin and Ethereum and 20% plus drops. All right. So that's my strategy. What do you all think about this news about this seizure? Is this a good thing? Is this a scary thing now that your crypto can't be hidden or tracked or taken away and it can't be, or sorry, it can't be hidden and it can't be tracked? Does that make you feel good or does that make you feel bad? And with crypto taking such a big, such a large amount of the ad space compared to other stuff, what is, how do you feel about that? And how do you feel, what is your plan right now with crypto? I'd love to hear about it. Please leave a comment below. Please like, subscribe, give me five stars no matter which platform you're watching on. And until tomorrow, hodl on.